At WakeMed MyCare 365, we deliver convenience others only talk about every day of the year. Primary care and urgent care under one roof. Multiple locations, virtual visits, walk-in or schedule an appointment online. From annual physicals and routine care to sinus infection, strep, or the flu, we couldn't be more convenient. Learn more about our kind of care and our kind of convenience at wakemed.org. Another guest that I would vote for to represent me in Congress from CBS Sports, talking college sports and off-season topics, it is Chip Patterson. Check out the uh, Pick 6 podcast. Follow him on Twitter. So the cover... Oh, dang. I always mix y'all up. Hold on. Do I have it written down? No, you're the cover three podcast. I'm sorry. It's all right. I'm sorry. You sounded really hurt there. I know you were like being enthusiastic and like joking, but you sounded like that actually hurt your feelings. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. It's the cover three podcast on CBS Sports, college football. Who's on there with you now? Still, Is it Cannell? So it's uh, Tom Fernelli, Danny Cannell, and Bud Elliott. And Elliott, yeah, from down in Florida State. Yeah. Check it out. They got all the, the scoop on college sports. And speaking of which, I hear everybody talking about NIL, but you tell me the bigger move is actually on NLI. Before we even get to that, I have to ask you this. Who are the ad wizards that couldn't come up with more distinguishable acronyms than NIL and NLI, two of the like, things that we're going to talk about most in college sports? How did that happen? Yeah, and they both have to do with signing documents yeah. in terms of what school this you're is, going to go to. This is very, very confusing. Very yep. confusing. The poor newsroom is getting pinged left and right because <laughs> they're like, the headline stack says NIL when it should be NLI and not NLI when it should be NIL. No, incredibly confusing. And like those who have a three to five year view of the future or shoot Mac Brown, if you listen to him talk this week on Feinbaum, two years into the future, we'll be dealing with employment status, at least at the college football level. And most of this will go away. But the name, uh, the national letter of intent. See, see, it's tough. It's tough. It's tough. We remember it because it came first. Yep. And that was signing day signing day and the fax machine was you signing your national letter of intent to a school and within that there has been pushback over the years so like you should you shouldn't even sign it it's not a good document legal experts have said that you give away so many rights that you don't need to you can just sign financial aid papers or you can just show up and enroll you don't actually have to make this pledge which at times if a player has wanted to leave has been very difficult because they've signed this document pledging you know their intent to be at a university now, we just saw Duke basketball, for example. When they get Kyle Filipowski is going to be coming back, they find out that one of their top recruits, also a big, he asks to be released from his national letter of intent. Now, John Shire granted it, and Duke granted it, and he was able to go and commit elsewhere. But over the years, there have been times where a lot of these players have been stuck at a program when something changes, like someone coming back to school or a coaching change, and they haven't been able to get out of a situation that they don't want to be in. And that's where the NCAA is getting just absolutely crushed for, and we can talk about it in a little bit, you know, them asking schools to obey rules, not yeah. state laws. Yeah. But I do think that this is some common sense stuff when it comes to the national letter of intent, because right at the top of it, there will be no penalty for somebody who asks for a release as a result of a head coaching change. 
Like that is the one thing that makes the most sense. Yes. You signed to a school yes. in December as part of the early signing period. That coach decides to go to another school or he gets fired. You should not have to go to that school. I was like, man, like what is up with this common sense that they are pushing through right now? I'm not used to this. There is also going to be no penalty if you go to a school and then you complete at least one semester and then you just want to be released, you want to get out of there, that's fine. You don't have to go sit out somewhere else. And then four-year transfers have similar adjustments. And just what I see here is something that may only be in place for like two to three years, but it is exactly what we've been talking about, how unfair the relationship is between players and coaches. And yes, compensation is a big part of that, but it has also been the freedom of movement, the freedom of a coach to be able to leave at the drop of a hat, and the fact that some players who committed to a university because of the relationship with that coach are then stuck in the wake of that. And so the one-time transfer rule, the transfer portal, that has all been a part of this, and this just seems like a the next level of this. And if you're wondering... This is not for this current cycle. Sure. This will be in the next cycle. So for the 2024-2025 academic year. Um, that was the one that sounded that always sounded most ridiculous. So you, you would get in that scenario, especially if it, if it was like a Lane Kiffin scenario where the coach was like only there a year and then left. And people were like, no, 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 the player has to sit out. You're like, the coach literally just did the exact same thing and hopped and is getting paid handsomely, probably leaving one school and, you know, and taking more to come to another. Uh, and yet still we had these, uh, Players are like, nope, nope, you sign up. And and people try to defend it as like, well, players shouldn't be picking a coach. He should be picking a school. And it was just, you know, it was, it was a little well, bit. Well, and listen, so if I could get my – if you give a mouse a cookie on, I think that you should be able to, on your national letter of intent, there should be four coach names. I think it should be the head coach. I think it should be the coordinator on your side of the ball. Oh, got you, got you, got you. I think it should be your regional recruiter. Because, like, for example, um, you know, the head the head coach you might only meet five or six times during yeah. your recruitment. Your position coach, that would be the other one, your position, your specific position coach. But then the regional recruiter, you know, if, if you are in Florida and you're being recruited by USC, the USC assistant who might be in charge of Florida could be not your position coach, not your side of the ball, but they're in charge of Florida. So that's the person you're talking to. That's the guy so, you trust. That's the guy you called. To, yeah. yeah. Or that's the guy the first week of school where you're missing home and you're like, Hey man, uh, that, you know, I'm not feeling great. That's who you want to talk to because you have that's, a relationship with them. Yeah, exactly. So again, like I'm, I'm being a little greedy here right now. The laws that they're not laws, the rules that they're changing are only for a head coaching change because it is like it makes me a little sick to my stomach that there is an entire news cycle the week after national signing day where not head coaches but assistant coaches move like an entire staff can turn over and you can tell that that is an agreement between the assistant coach and the head coach where the head coach says hey man i know Don't you're about until to after signing job. Yeah. you got to wait until we lock these guys in and then you can go and take off and go somewhere else so I would extend it to, again, coordinator, your side of the ball, position coach, and the, like, regional recruiter. I mean, on 24-7 sports, you go to a recruit's profile. It tells you primary, secondary recruiter. They give you all the information of who's in on it, who's established the relationship. But for right now, a step in the right direction. Again, even if a national letter of intent is not even going to be a document that we continue to use three, five years down the line. I'm taking a quick time out from this interview. I, you made a reference that I didn't get, so I, I always try to educate myself. What is what is uh, to give a mouse a cookie? Is that what 
Yeah, if you give a mouse a cookie, he's going to ask for a glass of milk. Is, it's is a children's that, book. Okay, all right, sorry. It's like, and then you give him a glass of milk, he's going to ask for something more? else. Something else, he's going to ask for something else. All yeah. right, now, the, to, to be fair, you are a dad, but, like, is that a reference you knew before you were a dad, and I'm just, it's like a cultural thing that I'm missing, or is this like, no, these, these books are on my shelves now, and I read them uh, nightly? If if you give a mouse a cookie was a book that I remember from my childhood. Oh, okay. It's kind of a it's been, you know, obviously co-opted and and launched into kind of a banger of a children's television show too. Okay. So that that's kind okay. of where it's operating in, uh, in in our world right now. Does he now. have a movie? Does he uh does he have a there's fast there's specials. There's like a, a give a mouse a cookie Halloween special, give a mouse a cookie Christmas special. Yeah, it's pretty solid. I, I've never heard of this mouse or his cookie. Um, it, it, you give a mouse a cookie, he's going to ask for a glass of milk, and then one thing will lead to another, and then that's when the adventure begins. What? That, <laughs> is, not, that is not the song. You just made that up. <laughs> no, <laughs> none of that rhymed. There's is... a ukulele on it and everything. You, you'd really enjoy it. It's a very pleasurable, you know, like give a mouse a cookie, trash truck, like the things that are just like nice and Good vibes all the way through. I'm just, all right, all when, when we get off this interview, I'm going to take some calls to see if I'm the crazy one because I didn't know what, uh, who Give a Mouse a Cookie was. Um, all right. Let's see. That was the big headline that I was seeing yesterday. All right. Let me let me be clear on this one. I think you, you kind of feel me on this, although you, you might cape up for your friends because you're national media as well. But, like, there is I am I am pro player rights. I mean I think you know you know most of me. I, I don't I'm not as educated on the issues as you are or many other people. But like I like you said I'm pro pro player movement. The things that the logical ones that make the most sense are like duh we got to be able to do these things right. I'm even pro let's figure out the employment thing. I, I referenced yesterday your suggestion of making them conference employees because the conferences are one. They're the ones who signed the television deals. That makes a lot of sense to me. Any any situation we figure out is going to have some complications and some wrinkles that we'll have to iron out. But, like, that one sounded cool to me uh, altogether. But so I am mostly on the pro-player, anti-NCAA side, right? Like, it's always easy to be anti-NCAA. But was the headline legit yesterday when everyone says the NCAA is telling schools to ignore laws and break laws? Or was that being a little bit hyperbolic when I saw national writers being like, oh, the NCAA is telling you that to tell your lawmakers to shove it and listen to us? What's uh, what's everyone talking about when they mention that issue? So the what state legislatures are doing, and by the way, like 32 different states across the country have currently adopted some sort of NIL regulation, but the regulation are almost always going hand in hand with the state universities and finding ways to make it more advantageous for them to be able to benefit from it. Missouri is the state that I reference the most often, where if you are a high school athlete in the state of Missouri, then you have an opportunity to be able to get NIL opportunities earlier. And that is going to be there more for you if you go to, for example, Missouri. Missouri. Hmm. And so I think that what the NCAA is trying to do is they're going through and the argument that they are using is being a part of the NCAA is a voluntary organization and because you are volunteering to be a part of our organization, then you have to go by our rules. I think that the NCAA is throwing out some last-ditch effort, Hail Marys, 
because it is not getting what it was hoping for, which is a nationwide federal NIL law, which would have, most importantly, this law supersedes all of the state laws all across the country. They're looking at Congress. They've been going there. They even took Nick Saban to D.C. like two weeks ago. <laughs> and if, if the goat couldn't get it across the goal line, you know, all the legislators always like to be like, we're at the one yard line. You just got to push it across the goal line. <laughs> if Nick Saban, the guy who gave Derrick Henry 50 carries a game because he didn't trust his quarterback on the way to a national championship, if Nick Saban couldn't Derrick Henry that thing across the goal line, then like they're not going to get a federal law that supersedes all the other laws. Now, one thing that was suggested yesterday as this was getting pushed around that I thought was poor decision, but interesting is like, what if the NCAA starts suing the states? Like, what if we start getting like NCAA v. state of Mississippi and they try to concoct some legal argument that, you know, you can't have these rules for your public universities when the public universities are volunteering to be a part of the NCAA and by volunteering, you're agreeing to abide by the bylaws. So you can't break the bylaws and claim the state law is the law of the land they are going to find themselves having to do this on a state-by-state -state basis because they are not getting federal help. This is just the beginning of it. And again, I think that the next step is going to be to try to find a big a case they can win just to be able to create a little bit of precedent in that, in that manner. Ah, uh, yes. Take it to the courts, baby. That's the, uh, that's everyone's motto these days. Um, uh, how long you 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 referenced this earlier? How long are you predicting until we have uh, college athletes as employees? Hey, it's Adam Golden. I'm in studio with my friend Coach Pete Deruder with the Capital Financial Advisory Group. Is it ever too soon to seek out you and your expertise? Really, there's no too soon. It's time to get serious. So if you're 50 or over, we call it the financial red zone. And that's when really it's time for you to take control of your money and, and make sure you have a firm on your side that's a fiduciary planning firm, which means they take your side at all times. Now, we'll do this for the next 10 of you who call. This is a $1,000 value, but I'm going to waive my planning fee to make sure you get your total retirement plan and you get on the right path for retirement. Call 888-843-0013, 888-843-0013, or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. I'm I'm not in the two year plan just because I think things move a little bit slower than that. Yes, I would agreed. not be surprised if so the next season, the 2024 season, it's the first year of the 12 team playoff. Currently, we only have a contract in a format for the 2024 and the 2025 season. The 2026 season is going to be the next sort of 12-year contract, new era, new college football playoff. By the time we get there, USC and UCLA will have arrived in the Big Ten. By the time we get there, Texas and Oklahoma will have arrived in the SEC. We've got a bunch of big changes that are actually happening on Saturday with the likes of Cincinnati, UCF, uh, BYU and Houston joining the Big 12, a bunch of new teams joining ECU and others in the American Athletic Conference I just think that once all those pieces settle and then we get to that next playoff contract, that is when I think we'll have a new financial reality. That is when I think that we might have it. This was I was also talking to somebody about the being an employee of the conference rather than an employee of the university. And it was pointed out to me that they almost can't be employee of the university or you don't want to go down that line because of Title IX, but that if you are an employee of the conference – then you are able to avoid some of the um, extra regulation that is placed on the universities in terms of what they're able to do.
Interesting. Uh, Chip Patterson, check him out, CBS Sports and the Cover 3 podcast. Is that a 45 you have sitting on your uh, bookshelf there? It is. Do you want me to grab it real quick? It's the bonus 45 that comes with songs in the key of life. So I, I, well, I just wanted you to tell me what it was. That's all. Um, it's got Saturn and Ebony Eyes on it. All right. So. There we go. You're, you're looking extra fit. Did you change your background or do you have like different background? I feel like I was. I used to be looking at something different back there. Okay. I'm a, a new house. Yeah, new house. You're in the new house. I'm in the new house. Come hang out. All right. I'll have to stop it's by. It's the new house at the old place. I, it is. That's how you yeah. roll. Uh, all right. College football, how many days? 59, something like that? 50-some-odd 50, 50 days. The 26th was the big one because 26th was exactly two months away from week zero. So that's <laughs> when it starts. Week zero. That's... Hey, we, we got Notre Dame and USC playing on week zero. It's so. week, it's week can't have a week zero. It's not that doesn't count. Uh, all right, I'll talk to you soon. I'll come by the new house at the old place. Sounds good. Y'all be well. That is Chip Patterson. Check him out. The Cover Three podcast. I feel bad. I messed up his podcast name earlier. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants—they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.